0: What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti, back with you guys here on a Tuesday as week three is in the books. And we've already got some news to talk about as far as Sunday's game is concerned, this upcoming Sunday. So we will get right into it. Big story of the day is that Cam Newton has already been ruled out for Sunday's game against the Houston Texans. It's a little bit of a surprise of a news drop, as there were reports, uh, especially later in the week, that Cam Newton was improving as the week wore on, and it seemed like the injury was more day-to-day with his foot injury rather than week-to-week. But as it turns out, now people are more considering the injury week to week, and Monday, Ron Rivera came out, the Panthers came out, and have already declared that Cam Newton will not play on Sunday against the Houston Texans. That means Kyle Allen will once again get the start for the Panthers, fresh off his four-touchdown performance against the Arizona Cardinals. Ron Rivera came out and said, what Cam needs right now is time and rest for his foot. We want him at 100% when he's ready, so there's no exact timetable for his return. At this point, we're going to go forward with Kyle Allen as our starter. Kyle Allen, of course, had a very good game Sunday against the Cardinals, going 19 of 26 for 261 yards. And four touchdown passes in leading the Panthers to a 38-20 victory. But I think the key takeaway here is Cam Newton is obviously still hurting from the foot injury. We thought he was hurting, but we don't know if there was some kind of issue over the weekend. If the injury kind of flared up again on him, or maybe the injury just wasn't as healed as as had been previously reported, or as we had maybe been kind of led to believe as the week wore on. But bottom line, Cam Newton will not play Sunday against the Houston Texans. We'll continue to see now, uh, at least as the week wears on. I wouldn't expect him to practice this week, but at least next week, when the Panthers start preparing for the Jaguars, we'll see if uh, if Newton is back at practice, how that foot is is handling, how he's able to run on it, things like that. So uh, keep an eye out at least next week because the fact that he's already been ruled out for Monday or ruled out on Monday for Sunday tells you that obviously something's up with the injury. So we don't even need to bother really waiting for the injury report. I wouldn't. It doesn't even sound like he's going to practice. If if he does practice, it'll probably be on a a very limited basis. But they're likely just going to sit him out for the next few days, and will likely reconvene Monday and uh, you know reevaluate the situation and just decide. What the what the next step is going to be in terms of uh, is he going to will he be back in practice next Wednesday or is he going to miss a third game when they play the Jaguars? Keep in mind the Panthers only have three games left until their bye week. They have the Texans this Sunday, Jaguars in Week Five, and then of course the Buccaneers in London in Week Six before their bye in Week Seven. So you kind of got to start wondering now, will the Panthers just rest Newton that long and just have him return after the bye week in week eight against the 49ers? That's going to be the key thing to watch here, I think, is just how they handle the injury situation. It's obviously a tough spot to... Not really know when the quarterback or when your quarterback is coming back. But the Panthers do have a stable backup quarterback for the time being. And at least for week four, at least for a second week in a row, it will be Kyle Allen getting after it again against the Houston Texans. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? And we'll talk snap counts from Sunday's game. But before we get into that, I want to take a moment to shout out some of our great sponsors here at the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by Mac Weldon, which is better than whatever you're wearing right now. So for 20% off your first order, if you want to look better, visit macweldon.com and enter the promo code On. And today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at MyBookie. Hey, At the end of a hard week, it's great to sit down, take some time off, and watch some football. Game-winning touchdowns on two-minute drives. Running backs racing down the sidelines with no one to stop them. There's nothing else like the NFL, and there's no better way to make the games even more exciting than to bet on them. So do the smart thing and go to MyBookie.ag. No one gives you more ways to win than they do. MyBookie's got the fastest payouts and better lines than any other sport book. And don't forget, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. And where you should do the smart thing, and if you're going to bet this football season, bet with MyBookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of the year. Join now, and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code ON to activate the offer. That's promo code ON. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Snap counts from Sunday are out and we will take a look at them now. And we see that 63 offensive snaps were played on Sunday, and there were four offensive players that played in every single one of them. They were Taylor Moten, Matt Paradis, and Greg Van Roden, and then obviously quarterback Kyle Allen. So not every offensive lineman played every snap on Sunday, and that's something I really didn't even touch on. You know, I was rolling a lot on just the positives and just... How great the the offense and defense played really didn't even touch on the rotation that we saw at uh, at left tackle between uh, between Dara Williams and rookie Greg Little. And as as it turned out, Ron Rivera had decided before the game that he was going to have this rotation. At left tackle and you just kind of saw and as you're watching the game, you're just seeing both these players going back and forth in the game. So that was a that was a predetermined decision. So in the end, it was uh, 36 offensive snaps for Dare Williams, 32 for Greg Little. So they basically split the work 50-50. But it is nice that Greg Little got to see some playing time in what ended up being his first game active in in his NFL career because remember he was inactive for the first two games of the season but it was Moten Paradies and Van Roten and then Kyle Allen who played 63 snaps Christian McCaffrey did not play every single snap he actually got somewhat of a break but there was only five snaps that he was not on the field he played 58 of the 63 snaps 51 snaps for Trey Turner 50 for Greg Olsen, 48 for Curtis Samuel, 46 for DJ Moore. Uh, and then percentage-wise, that's about it was 81% for Turner, 79 for Olsen, 78 or 76% for Samuel, 73% for Moore. So those are the guys that played at least 70% of the snaps. Then we get to Darrell Williams at 36 snaps. That's about 57%. Chris Manhertz played 32 snaps. That was 51%. Same for Greg Little. Jairus Wright played in 31 snaps, just under 50%, 49%. 19 snaps each for Chris Hogan and Alex Arma. That's 30%. Seven snaps each for Tyler Larson and Ian Thomas. That's 11%. And then Reggie Bonifin saw the five snaps that Christian McCaffrey did not. So this is the first time all season that Christian McCaffrey did not play 100% of the snaps, uh, but the, that was because it was the end of the game and uh, the Panthers had already wrapped up the win, so Bonifin got those snaps. Uh, Trey Turner actually was dealing with an ankle injury. That's what let, That's what saw seven snaps for Tyler Larson. And then they note that Greg Olson played 50 snaps as he recorded a team-high six catches for 75 yards and two touchdowns. And he made history, of course. He was the just the fifth tight end in NFL history to reach 8,000 career receiving yards. He did that very early in the game because he came into the game only needing, what, like 10, 15 yards or so to get to 8,000 he was really close after the Buccaneers game but congrats to Greg Olson there uh special team snaps two for the offensive players it was uh, 15 each for Hogan and Bonifant 14 for Arma 9 for Manhurts and 6 each for Moten Paradis Van Roten Williams Little and Larson defensive side of the ball there were 75 defensive snaps played and there were seven players that played all all seven or all 75 snaps including Ross Cockrell who if you remember did not play a single snap in week 2 against the buccaneers so he goes from zero snaps in week 2 to 100% of the snaps in week three. All 75 of them. Same for James Bradbury played every snap, Dante Jackson, Shaq Thompson, Eric Reed, Luke Keekly, and Trey Boston. So the usual suspects. So AKA, the Panthers were basically a nickel all game with, with, uh, with Cockrell, Bradbury, and Jackson all in there. And then no one else on defense played more than 80% of the snaps but again we know of the rotation they like to use on the front and it was going to be interesting to see how the snap counts broke down with Kwan Short out of the game and Vernon Butler active but Butler really didn't see that much action uh the the highest number of snaps then after those that played 100% of them was Brian Burns who played 56 snaps which was about 75%. Then it was uh, 48 snaps, about 64% for Gerald McCoy. 46 snaps, 61% for Mario Addison. Obviously, Addison made quite well out of those 46 snaps with the three sacks. Dontari Poe played 36 snaps, that's 48%. Marquise Haynes, 30% or 30 snaps, 40%. Same for Kyle Love. Christian Miller played 24 snaps. That's 32%. So you're starting to see his usage go up a little bit more as, as we go through these first few weeks. And, of course, Miller had the two sacks. So he's only starting to show that he could be in line for more snaps. 18 snaps, about 24% for Vernon Butler. And 12 snaps, about 16% for F.A. Obada. Special team snaps... For the defensive players or those that played on defense, 14 snaps on special teams for Marquise Haynes. It was 10 for Obada, 8 for Burns, 7 for Cockrell, and then 4 each for Bradbury, Jackson, Shaq, Keekley, uh, excuse me, Bradbury, Jackson, Shaq, Reed, Luke, McCoy, Poe, and Butler. And then the notes they wrote: uh, Cockrell six tackles, most since uh, 2016. As they know, like I said, uh, the Panthers had five defensive backs on every play. It turned out, so they were a nickel the entire time. Shack led the team in tackles with 11 and had a sack. Mario Addison tied a career high with three snap, three sacks. Excuse me, in 46 snaps played and. Christian Miller, of course, two sacks in 24 snaps. And Kyle Love played 30 snaps, uh, getting the start in place of K1 Short. And Vernon Butler, active for the first time this season, played just 18 snaps. And then the rest of the way on special teams, it was 24 special team snaps for Colin Jones. That led the way. 20 each for Jordan Kunizic, Andre Smith, Jermaine Carter, Nate Charles Jamerson, and Ray-Ray McLeod. Javian Elliott played 15 snaps. Joey Sly played 13, and then 9 each for J.J. Jansen and Michael Pilardi. Um, the one quick takeaway I have from that, too. We know football is quite the game of change, and you're always constantly plugging players in. All the talk before the season was about Javian Elliott. Kind of running away with the with the nickel job, and then really kind of coming down to, you know, Corn Elder kind of made a run late in the preseason, but Elliott was able to hang on. Well, Elliott has not played much. In fact, I don't think, if I remember correctly, I don't think he played at all either against the, against the Buccaneers, at least on defense. And Cockrell again goes from zero snaps in week two to seventy five in week three. So is the defensive plan changing? Has Cockrell now wrestled away the, the starting nickel job from the Panthers? You know, as, as we see game plans change all the time, you know, week two, there was only the six players that played all, uh, every single snap against the Buccaneers this time at seven. So, you know, it could be the game plan. Obviously, When you face a team like Arizona now, you have all those receivers that you got to be wary about, so that obviously played into the game plan. You might see something similar Sunday against the Texans because obviously you've got to figure out a way to stop DeAndre. I don't even know if I should say stop DeAndre Hopkins because he's very tough to stop. At least slow down or contain DeAndre Hopkins. And then you've also got guys like uh, Will Fuller. Out, out there as well. So, um, you know, Houston's a tough team, and we'll see what the what the defensive plan is there. So, you know, things obviously change. But like I said, I just found that interesting between uh, between Elliott and Ross Cockrell, and another name you're not even seeing at all on these snap counts, even on special teams, is. Rashawn Golden. Uh you you talk about a downfall. Obviously, Galden came into this season, or at least the preseason, as the starter at safety opposite Eric Reed, but clearly he's he wasn't developing the way the Panthers wanted him to. He just couldn't stay on the field. And now all of a sudden he's not even see he's not even seeing the field, let alone uh let alone being out there playing uh, meaningful snaps. So Golden's going to be an interesting one to see going forward, at least in terms of what the future for him holds. Uh, and right now, you really can't think it's that great for uh, for his future. So just just a couple notes there on the uh, on the snap count takeaway as well. But that's how that's how the snap counts broke down for Sunday against the Cardinals but bottom line Panthers got the win they're 1 and 2 and now it's on to Houston and of course tomorrow being Wednesday hoping to get the uh the crossover in with John over at Locked on Texans to really start diving into into Sunday's game but I think we'll kind of wrap it up there you know obviously the only story cuz Usually nothing else goes on on a Monday except for Monday Night Football, which of course was won by the Bears, meaning the Redskins are now 0-3 as Trubisky threw three touchdown passes, which are actually his first touchdown passes of the season. Bears win 31-15. But obviously we had the big news on Monday that Cam Newton has already been ruled out for Sunday against the Texans. So it will be the Kyle Allen Show once again with Will Greer as the backup. But that'll wrap it up for this edition. want to thank you guys, as always, for being here with me. Really appreciate the support. Love chatting with you guys. Tomorrow, Crossover Wednesday, myself, John Hickman, talking Panthers-Texans. So be on the lookout for that. And until next time, keep it locked here on LOP. We'll see you next time. And until then, take care, my friends. We'll see you soon.